Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. My name is Tori Barker, a digital marketing specialist, business owner, mom, and you guessed it, a creative visionary. This podcast is about inspiring business owners, building connections, sharing success stories, and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries podcast. I am very excited to introduce you to today's guest, Beate Chalette. She is a strategic business consultant and known as the growth architect. Beate, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. I'm excited to be here. Another firecracker to talk to. So uh, a growth architect is somebody who designs uh, systems and blueprints to actually build something. So when you think about building a house, so the first thing that you do is you have a blueprint, you have an architect, you design, you design what you're trying to build. And so as you build it, you have to have a strong foundation. It has to have certain elements, has the walls, windows, a kitchen, bathroom, bedroom. And then once it gets to the decorating, you can do kind of whatever you want, right? And whether you want the walls blue or green or pink, nobody really cares. But as a growth architect, the idea behind this was that I recognize that there's a very particular way that business is built. And there are sequential steps, just like you build a house. And when you follow those, you have that strong foundation you can build your business on. Yeah, you know, it's um, when I was looking at your information and, of course, looking at your LinkedIn profile, one of the things that stood out to me was in your title, it says developing strategies for visionaries and leaders to scale their impact. And for me, obviously, Creative Visionaries podcast, I'm like, I need to have this lady on my podcast. (laughs) And your message and everything that you do is so in line with with what my audience uh, needs to hear and wants to hear. And and so I just love that you you're working with those visionary leaders and putting that strategy in place. Yes, I think that one of the things that I have run into, and I'm uh, by by trade, I'm a creative. So I'm a photographer, a trained photographer. And I was able to take this idea of photography and build a business that I eventually then sold to millions of dollars for Bill Gates. And I found in my career that a lot of creative people and visionaries, people that have just this this unbelievable elegance and eloquence and brilliance and creativity. And they're so challenged to function in what's considered the real world, where there's bullet points and Excel spreadsheets with pivot tables and, uh, you know, and certain technology requirements. And it has always pained me to see that somebody who is so brilliant just because they can't conform to the standards of what most of the world is run by, which is not creative, mm-hmm. that they're being judged as being, let's say it how it is, idiots, yeah. or just not so smart, or are you sure you want to do that? Um, why don't you get a real job? And and I find that really insulting. You know, I'm going to give you an example. So right now I'm working with a woman who is like a like at the top of her game. I mean, her art sells for hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
she sits at the same table as Valentino does. Mm. And I mean, she is, it, it, it's, it's unreal, right? And yet when I look at her communication on an issue that I'm helping her, I'm looking at this, I'm going like, she cannot get it across yeah. because it's not her vehicle. Subsequently, right. there's been a little bit of an issue because others look at this and say that she can't even write. Mm. Never mind that she's, you know, her stuff hangs in collectors. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And so I find that when we talk to creative visionaries, we really have to always make sure that your audience knows, Tori, that sadly, the creativity is only a portion of what you need to master. So it's almost like you have a double whammy because you have to figure out how to be the best at the craft, at the art, and you have to be pretty good at offering and selling what you're doing. Otherwise, you will be forever the best kept secret. Yeah. You know, when I first started my business, I came obviously, so my business is creative marketing, digital marketing and and consulting. And so I came into starting my business with the craft, right? So I knew the skills, I knew the marketing and the business side of things was always um, the the newest thing, right? So that was the learning curve for me. And I think strategies really help the creatives like myself and you with putting those pieces together, right? Those may not be our strong suits on, you know, the spreadsheets and the this and the that, but if we have that strategy in place, it's almost like a blueprint, like you say, um, to give us that guidance, like, okay, I have my craft, I know exactly what I'm doing. Now I just need to learn these pieces on how to get that out to have people find me, right? So that you can be found and expose, you know, that creative uh, offering that you have. You make an excellent point. And the point I, I want to drive a little bit further home is that, so let's say you were my client and then I would ask you and I would say, so what do you like doing? So you obviously doing a podcast. So then I would say, are you monetizing this podcast? Then you say, well, I mean, isn't the typical way a podcast goes that you get to a certain amount of downloads and then you get sponsors? Not really. I mean, unless you want to wait to that to that day when that is and then find these sponsors and then they'll pay you $200 per episode for four episodes. It's $800. It's hardly enough to pay your rent. So <laughs> what if what if there was a monetization strategy you could use right now for the podcast? Now, that would be something you'd be most likely interested in to hear because you're already doing it. And yeah. now if and now that's now no longer just a strategy that's abstract and mm -hmm. vague, but that's now an actual tool for you to implement immediately. Right. I would never go and take somebody who is uh, terrified of public speaking and use speaking as a lead generation, client attraction strategy. I mean, that would yeah. that would be just unwise. Right. But. If somebody thrives at this and is an extrovert says, oh, my God, just put me in front of people. They love me. Then obviously that would be a strategy that we put into the client attraction system. Yeah. And then that person might say, wait, what? I could just like go and talk. And and that's how I can attract client. I don't have to sit and write emails and look at conversion and click rates and uh, all these different things. No, as a matter of fact, you really don't have to. So I think that when we talk about st strategy, and I am a strategist, I have literally hundreds of strategies, is 
which one is aligned with your personality, with what you do, and what will help you to take something you're already good at and make you better. And then give you the language to tell people who are trying to force down this Excel spreadsheet with a pivot table uh, down your throat that you're not good at it to give you the answers to, uh, to give back to them so that they know that they're really out of line because they cannot do what we do. We don't have to be good at everything. We just have to be really good at what we are good at and then know how to find people that are good at the stuff we are not good at. Yeah. How do you, how do you find, I mean, you have all these strategies in place and how do you find the one that you think meets the needs of your clients? Is it, do you have a certain questionnaire or do you just based on their, um, their experience or, or their skill set? How do you find that strategy to match to a person? So we have, we are in the process of uh, launching a quiz. By the time this airs, the quiz might already be launched. And that's about, uh, about, about finding your number one business blocker. And I have found that um, when you have a system, so I build a lot of systems and a system is something where somebody has a number of seemingly unrelated pieces, an online course, a coaching, a workshop, a speaking, a podcast, and it looks like you're doing like six different things. So when we have a system, we build the overarching umbrella over the whole thing. And then there's a system. And with a system, you are able now to diagnose where in the system your clients are falling. So for me, I developed the five-star success blueprint, which we'll talk about in a minute. And I find that there's really three major problems businesses have if they want to grow their authority and scale impact. Number one is they don't have a system. They either don't have enough to sell or they don't have the right products and services. And they just hope that somebody kind of sees the brilliance and somehow magically gives you a job, figures it out with you and then hands you the job. And then you make a lot of money and you live happily ever after. Never going to happen. <laughs> number number two, it is the actual business strategy. The strategy is where do you want to be? Where do you want your business to go? What kind of business is it? Is it a lifestyle business, a laptop business, a laptop lifestyle business? Is it yeah. a um, acquisition business? I want to build it and sell it. Is it a, is it a, no, I just want to make $250,000 and, you know, be a recognized artist and that'll make me really happy. So depending on what the business is that you want to have, that's what we backtrack and reverse engineer the strategy. And the third piece is authority building. And I want to be very clear about the misconception about authority, Tori. Most people think authority means celebrity going viral no 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 that would That's be not nice. what it is no no um, i'm so sorry it's <laughs> most most of the time it is about being the expert in your industry and getting authority status for the thing that you do that could be for a coach that could be for a painter, that could be for an artist of any kind. It is about expert status in your industry. That is authority. Mm -hmm. And with authority comes your client attraction system. Mm. No client attraction system, no consistent work. No consistent work, (laughs) bohemian lifestyle. Bohemian lifestyle only looks good on TV. (laughs) 
<laughs> not in real life, that's for sure. <laughs> no, not in real life. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just threw me off with that and made me laugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is so, it is so it's true. So I mean, we, we can't spend a second on there. I mean, in Le, in Le Mis, you know, I mean, you, you, you look at them and they're sitting in their bunker and they're singing beautiful songs and you go like, man, that looks looks really intense and emotional and, and, and wow, stuff is really going on. But let's face it, you know, if you don't have, if you don't have a nice place and if you don't have a safe car and if you can't support your family the way you want to send your kids to the schools that you want to send them to, afford the gifts that you want to give and be generous as you deem generosity go to a nice place to on a vacation here or there or just to visit visit people in other places it it becomes an un an, is unfun a word yeah it, it's kind of an unattractive life i mean it's yeah. doable but it's hard and it yeah. is it is jarring yeah. so our goal and you know why why we do what we do and while we edit i'm just going to do the plug for you tori so if you're listening to tori's podcast please Go and give her a five-star rating, leave her a five-star review, and uh, maybe even send her a little message on Instagram or somewhere else telling her what a great job she does, because I know you're not getting paid for this. So you do this as a labor of love. So show appreciation <laughs> where appreciation is due. You're hired. No. <laughs> <laughs> any, 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 anything to help a sister. So... So that's really that's really the part of I think where we have to overcome our own limitations and our thinking to say how does it have to be for me to be to be worthwhile my time mm -hmm. if I'm this involved and if I'm this talented if if I'm this passionate about what I do then shouldn't you be compensated properly right. and if you don't know how to do that then hire a coach hire somebody like Tori hire somebody like me yeah. to really help to get your strategy uh, so that you can build your authority and you use the proper systems to get there. Yeah. You know, while you're, while you were talking, I thought about two things. So start with why the book from Simon Sinek. Have you read that one? Yes. Many times. Mm -hmm. So that is a very good book. I think anyone listening that could be kind of like, if you haven't read it, read it. And then the other thing was um, authority. So one of the things that I love about podcasting is that just by having this podcast or being in this podcast space gives you that authority as well. So if you're strategic in the marketing that you do around having a podcast, if that's your thing, that will give you authority in itself and, and build these relationships. And that's a huge point of what I do for, for the podcast is meeting new people. Like I would never have had the opportunity to meet you or any of my other guests had I not had this platform or, you know, medium to connect with you and have this conversation. And I always say it's like um, having people eavesdrop on my conversation because it's like, I really feel like we're just sitting here talking, right? And people have the benefit after time to be able to listen. And, and I always listen back too, because while I'm in the conversation, I'm sure I miss things that, you know, my guests share. And so I'm always like, okay, I got to go back and listen to that because this can help me as well. And so I just love podcasts as authorities, starting with why, because that really builds the structure of the strategy that you're going to put into place. Yes, I, I like what you said. And for those of you who don't want to do a podcast, 
yourself you can be you know you can do podcast guesting as a strategy because that also builds authority we are actually in the process of launching a mastermind for podcast hosts to help them to maximize content to build their authority and to get instant authority on instagram so we we you know we obviously have strategies and systems for everything and then not just do we help you do it but we give you the whole workflow and then we have noticed that the implementation is always the issue. So now we are training a whole bunch of VAs in the Philippines. So we can then put um, put assistance on these programs to really help people to have an implementable system ready to go once they're done with a mastermind. And then I talked to another friend of mine, Tyler, and then Tyler has this guesting, guesting idea where he has built he's built like authority just by guesting alone. And he is, you know, super high in the, in SEO and search engine optimization. He comes up in Google now first and he is teaching that strategy and how to use that. So now if somebody's looking for an artist or a creative in a particular industry or somebody who is in marketing or branding, and you have that kind of authority because you have done the, the work that gets you out there that really helps. And it helps a lot more. I mean, honestly, Tori, I mean, you know, the PR thing, you know, when you do publicity, yes. And it's a lot of time is a lot of money. It's an uncertain outcome. I like a little bit more guerrilla style. That's always been a little bit more my, 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 my sweet spot. I need to see that there's a result. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So um, we touched on it a little bit uh, before you were talking about the five star success blueprint. So walk us through what that is. I know it's a roadmap for scaling the business. So tell us what that is and um, what those five uh, stars of success are. Yes. So the five star success blueprint sort of is is everything that I have learned in my life and that I used to build many businesses to develop hundreds and hundreds of business models and help people generate millions of dollars and put it in one system. So take the pen and the paper because we're going to take you through it rapid fire. So the first step of the five-star success blueprint is the idea. When you start your business, the first thing is like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What makes me so special to offer it? Who am I selling it to? Who is my avatar? Mm -hmm. And why am I really the right person to do this? Like, what is it about this? And do people really actually need it? What problems do they have? Then you go to the second piece in the five star success blueprint, and that is the offer. Only when you know who it is, what problems that are having, and what you can solve, then and only then are you going to do the offer. Do not do it the other way around, which I know probably 90% of you have done. So you do not do an offer unless you know the problem that you can solve. Then you design the offer based upon what your clients are telling you or your prospects are telling you that they are struggling with. And they are very finite details. So especially with creatives. So when I ran a promotion and it said, do you want to make more money? It fell completely flat. When I did the same promotion and I changed the wording to, to, do you want to find more clients? Suddenly the promo became very successful. So it is something, I mean, finding clients is equivalent with making more money. However, 
That's not what a creative would say. Yeah. So, so you have to speak in their own language so, to make sure that you actually reach them. Then we are moving on to the system. So remember, we have the offer. We know what we have the idea. We know what we're doing. We know what we're selling. And now we're building the system and we automate before we hire. So everything that can be automated gets automated in this process. And then from there, we move to the next step. That's the team. Because when we have the system that manages the offer so that clients are being taken care of, now we know who do we need on our team to handle the systems. And that could be our CRM our customer relationship management tool, our project management software. It could be cold calling our sales team. It could be our uh, store manager. It could be our project manager, our coordinator, whatever that is. Then and only then do you start to hire. And then the fifth step of the five to success blueprint, then that is you as a leader. Mm -hmm. Because once you know who you're serving, what you're helping them with, what the offer is, what systems you're using and who you have on your team, then you can really step into a leadership position and step out of ownership into business leadership. And that's when scaling up begins. So that's the five-star success blueprint. Yeah. You know, I'm like listening to you thinking, did I skip ahead? In- <laughs> probably did. <laughs> probably. If, if you think you, if you think you did, you probably have. Yes. And now, and now I'm thinking like, I'm in, in this growth phase right now. And so I'm like, maybe I need to, I need to go back to step one, right? Like, and that's really probably what, what you should do is, you know, I've, I've had my business for three and a half years and, you know, I've kind of gone through these one through five, maybe in order, maybe not. Um, but now that I'm looking at like this next phase of my business, I really feel like, let's revisit, right? Number one, the idea. And then what's the offer? Has that changed or what has changed about the offer? And then the systems, you know, what do I already have in place that I need to adjust or enhance? And then the team, that's always the big one is like, okay, how do we grow this team? How how do we find the people that can handle the need that we have? And, and I think, like you said, once you have one, two, and three, that really tells you who's the, who the team's going to be. Yes, exactly. And it just takes so much of the guesswork out. I I think that there's a lot of frequently made mistakes that are done. And a lot of it is done with something that you probably can't stand as much as I do. And that is that you come across one guru, one industry guru. And this one industry guru says to you, if you only knew how to walk across fire, then everything would be amazing. And the truth is, it's not so. Just because you know how to write copy doesn't make you know how to run a business. Yeah. Just because you know how to do an Instagram reel certainly doesn't help you to take social media to do a client attraction system. Yeah. So you have to be very careful that when you have that system built first, it becomes very easy and very clear which of these pieces are working and which of these pieces are not working. And now we go to the strategy and then you go, well, if I don't have a client attraction system, guess what your next strategy needs to be? The client attraction. Yeah. Finding that client. (laughs) Yes. And building, building that system. And if you don't know how to have sales conversions and you don't, you feel uncomfortable in selling, then guess what your next strategy should be? Hire somebody for sales. Well, first you have to master it yourself. 
Because if you don't master it yourself, then how can you expect it from anybody else? So, you know, because you have to have that that process of of what it is, you know, that the verification uh, really in place. So that's that's how we build it. And then it doesn't become so scary because then you are in charge instead of like sitting there and going on YouTube and searching for how do I grow my business with the system. Now you are very clear to look into these are the pieces that I need to build in order to get to the next level because I've identified a hole and the holes are more most of the time that there's a lack of clarity in the offer. Mm. There is a lack of clarity in the outcome. Mm. There's a lack of clarity on how it's being performed consistently. And guess what? It all comes back down to system strategy and authority. Yeah. So, so everything kind of connects with, 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 with each other. Do you, do you find that um, this should be something that is revisited uh, over time or how frequently should this, this system um, be reevaluated? All the time. I mean, we, are, we, we, we are literally working on this all the time. Yeah. So, you know, you do a product and that works and then the product doesn't work anymore. And then you, you go like, what is it with the product? Why does it not work anymore? Well, we, you know, there's been two and a half years of a pandemic that really certainly changed how people were thinking. Well, now we are at a different place than we were two and a half years ago. So something has changed. Yeah. So what does that mean? Can we resurrect this product and repositioning it? So we have... Um, we had a program, just to give you an example, we had a program called the Intentional Implementer. And it was really designed to help people while we were going in this pandemic to really stay focused on stuff that they can do because there was so much negativity. And we helped with this, the people that were in the program. I mean, they were signing clients, they were building their businesses, they were moving forward. But then we, we, then, then things changed. And now we looked at the Intentional Implementer and we said, Well, what did we create over those two and a half years? And what we did is we really had 101 answers to the most frequently asked business questions. Hmm. Like, how do I find clients? How do I close a sale? Um, What do I do when I have an employee where I have to set a boundary and I don't know? How do I have a difficult conversation? How do I use LinkedIn? Uh, Which social media should I be using? So we looked at what we had and we said, well, now we need to reposition this as an app, as the business growth app. Mm. So now if you have a question, instead of now, instead of going to YouTube and trying to find something, you go very specifically to a 20-minute laser-focused answer to a narrowly defined question that I've answered hundreds of times, which is yeah. you know, why I created in the first space. So not everything that you do has, has longevity forever, so to answer your question, you constantly have to go back and reevaluate and adjust and tweak to make sure it's still relevant. Yeah, I think that's that's the the best thing that you can do, right, is not let something be stale and static because as time changes, clients change, um, behaviors of consumers change. You've got to be evolving. If you don't evolve, then you're not going to to grow or, or take your product anywhere further than it, it currently is. 100%. And and I think that that really is kind of the fun part about being an entrepreneur or visionary is that if you wanted to have the same thing and do that every day, you should have gotten a job at the post office. True. 
Yes, yeah, so true. It's like, as a for me as a visionary, it's like I like new ideas and being innovative and trying something different. And oh, this is new. Let's see how that works. And how can we, you know, tie this into what we're doing. And yeah, so I've, you know, it's funny, because I came from like 15 years in the corporate world. And, you know, when I was in corporate, I was like, Oh, my gosh, there's no way I could ever do this on my own. And then once I finally took that leap and became my own boss and my business owner and started this company, it's like, I could never go back to that. <laughs> so it's like, I just, I love that, you know, we, we have this freedom to take, you know, take ourselves or our business or our clients wherever we want to go. Uh, I, I think so. I think you're making a really good point is that um, when you look at the, you know, the, the variation of all the different things, I think that's what keeps us young and fresh and engaged. Yeah. And, you know, I do, I, I mentor a group for uh, the entrepreneur organization, the accelerators, and I don't get paid for that, even though I'm a business coach and consultant, but I do that because I do believe that sometimes you have to step outside of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and you have to be around other ideas. Mm -hmm. And so people that pay me behave differently than people that I mentor, and so if I have access to these ideas and these, um, these, the attitude, right, that somebody has that is 21 years old, started her business at 13 oh and is really wanting to change the educational system. Now you go and you say, you, you, I'm sorry, you, how old are you and what are you doing? <laughs> and then you go, I, I, I better sharpen my skills right. and it, I'm it way really, behind. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like behind here and you, you step up your game. And I think that's the fun part about entrepreneurship and being, you know, like you and I coaches, consultants, strategists is that we have these problems that are thrown at us. And that is the fun part that keeps us looking for new stuff all the time. You know, when I, um, one of my struggles, I'm looking at your five-star success blueprint, right? And so at the last thing is leader, right? And for me, I love leadership. And so I struggle because I'm like, oh, I really want to get to that leadership role. Like, I really want to be there. But I'm like, I know I've got to go through all these steps. So it's like, how, <laughs> it's like, let's fast pace through what one through four so I can get to. Yeah, let's, take, let's take the remote control and, and fast forward. Yes. I mean, you can't lead unless you have something to lead and right. you can't scale until you have a system that you can actually scale. So, uh, yes, unfortunately, um, <laughs> I can't skip ahead and do that one. No, I mean, you will always lead. You will always lead by example and in your own life and by showing others who are around you on how to how to really do what you're talking about yeah. but business leadership requires you to have a team yeah. that you are leading to go do something which is usually to scale your business and that is a different skill set because at that point you have to surrender control over things that you thought you're really good at mm. and you have to let go of things that you might like like uh, maybe poking around on Instagram because it takes too much of your time. Yeah. You're going to have to focus on doing things that keep control over your business, which is client conversations mm -hmm. and contact, because you don't want to train anybody else to run your business 
without you. So there are certain things that just happens. That's leadership, right? And that, that becomes then a, sorry, that's just the way it is. You know, yes, you can keep certain parts, but you really don't have time to do social media uh, (laughs) at that, at that point, not at 10 hours a week. You just don't know. There's not enough hours in the day or yeah, enough of, of you to go around. That's for sure. (laughs) 100%. So um, one of the questions, kind of a final question I wanted to wrap up with is um, if you had one message that you wanted everyone to hear, what would that be? It's always about failing. And so I would just say fail faster. I think we have as a society an unbelievable attachment to perfection Mm -hmm. and to uh, being exposed that we are imperfect the human condition suffers from imperfection in general. So it's really not that you're going to meet anybody who doesn't have the same problem that you do. And I compare this is that when you, Tori, you would, you know, let's say you go in your car, you turn your GPS on, and now they built that bridge and they close the one street you usually take. And now it's a cul-de-sac, right? So you drive in there, your GPS says, you know, Tori, this is the way you clearly see it's not the way. You're not going to get out of your car. You don't throw yourself on the ground. You don't throw a temper tantrum. You don't cry. You don't go, I'm such an idiot. How could I not have seen this coming? I mean, I should have known four miles away that, that you can you can't trust those GPSs. I knew it. You just get back <laughs> in your car. You turn around and you find another way because right. you know your destination still is there. Yeah. So when we make a mistake, so many of us get so caught up in this. Oh, no, what did I do? I'm such a loser. And it's like, no, just just somebody with a stop sign saying it's a cul-de-sac, don't go there. So don't right. be afraid of making mistakes. It's like a detour, right? It's just a slight yeah. detour in the, the path that you're headed to. And the final destination will be there and it will be grand. It'll be grand. Exactly. It's like on the treasure hunt, right? So when they then go and they X out the thing that it's not, it's the thing that you X out that it is not. <laughs> I love that. I, you know, I feel like today in this conversation has been so many wonderful gems that, you know, I myself can learn from and make sure that I do not skip ahead in my uh, steps to getting to leadership. And I hope that, you know, everybody else uh, took away, you know, one piece if anything, right? There's a lot that we share, just pull out one piece that you can implement now, um, or take to heart and start uh, working on moving forward. So, Thank you for being a guest today. And I just, I love being able to connect with, with new people and with you and, and um, sharing your message with, with the audience. Thank you so much for having me, Tori, and keep up the excellent work. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review or share with a friend. Also make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.